One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the ordinary, the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep, as well as tweet us at listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Nidhi, it's nice to sit opposite you and uh, record this episode of The Insomnia Project as I have been traveling and recording episodes with uh, various uh, people that I know. Yes, Marco, I've been uh, listening and sleeping. Sure. Um, So it's been great to hear your voice kind of all over different cities in North America. Right. Um, but it's also very nice to have you back and to okay. be back doing uh, what we do here. Thank you. It's great to be back. Marco, I'm glad you're back because I have a question that's been on my mind. Okay. So I was at um, the shopping mall a few weeks ago um, getting some clothes, you know, a suit and a dress shirt. And um, I happened to pass by the men's section and the men's dress shirt section is very complicated to me only because I do not understand how men's dress shirt sizing works and I was hoping that you could explain that a little bit to me that's a really interesting question um, Nithi so there's a couple of measurements when it comes to men's shirts. So, for example, you measure the collar size. So, I would be a 16 and a half or a 17, depending on how loose I want the collar. And uh, I have this shirt that I bought a few years back that I love. And it has a sort of like a, I don't want to say a ribbon, but more like a... Uh, Elastic? Like an elastic band that the, that the, like a, an elastic ribbon, let's say, that the collar button is attached to, and it kind of tucks into the shirt collar so that, um, should I move my neck in a certain way, it kind of allows for some give. 
and it never feels tight around the collar. Ah, okay. And I think oftentimes you'll see men who will unbutton their collar when they're wearing a tie because it's a bit tight or after, as the day goes by, it feels tight. With this shirt, I don't have to do that. It's one of my favorite shirts. Now, Marco, you make an interesting point, or you bring up an interesting point with regards to ties. Um, I understand how ties can be very constrictive. Right. Uh, particularly because when I grew up, I went to um, a school where I had to wear a school uniform. As did I. Did you? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, and we had to wear ties sure. with our shirts. And my mother always bought me... So you had your regular tie that you actually tied. Right. And then you had this sort of pseudo-tie which came knotted and had an elastic around it. Oh, not quite a clip-on tie, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, well, there were clip-on ties as sure, well. So that sure. was definitely... Those were sort of your three options. You had the regular tie, a clip-on tie, and the elastic tie. And I usually went for either the elastic tie mm -hmm. or the clip-on. I see. Because... Um, I didn't know how to tie a knot Really? the regular tie until many years later. And once I learned how to tie a tie correctly, I went for the regular tie choice. Which brings me to wonder, what is your knot of choice? Oh, that's, you know, Nidhi, perhaps the single most useful thing that I learned in high school was how to tie or how to knot. A tie yes because like yourself I went to a school that had a uniform and I don't know how it was for your school but the color of the tie denoted whether you were a junior or a senior so for us your tie denoted what house you were in oh I see so what um, so we went I, I went to an all-girls school Hogwarts that, so pretty much okay. essentially I went to Hogwarts so yes, we went on to the British system. I see. And we were divided into houses. I see. So and what was your house? My house was Delta Beta. Oh. Yes. This exactly. was high school? This about? was elementary and high school. Okay. And so what it was, was your... It was Hogwarts. <laughs> what was your tie? My tie... So... Did you Oddly have to, enough... Did you have to wear a hat that told you which house you were in? I did not have okay. a sorting hat. However, okay. if you had a... Um, a relative, like a sister or your mother, mm -hmm. had gone to the school, you were automatically sorted into their house. I see. Okay. So, um, however, halfway through high school, they did kind of like a brand refresh of our okay. school uniform. And uh, we were all issued a whole new uniform, I guess, because the old ones were quite... Um, Antiquated? Or, yeah, okay. I guess so. And so um, it was a very exciting time in this all-girls school. I bet. Um, because, uh, you know, we all got to wear new blazers and new tunics and new skirts. And part of that was also new ties. So the old tie was um, a striped tie which had horizontal stripes okay. that had um, 
blue and green and kind of like a yellowish gold color. Um, right. It wasn't the prettiest of ties in okay. my opinion, but um, it was very recognizable which school you were a part of when you there wore that you tie. And then as I got older in high school, um, we changed those ties to a solid blue color and then it w- I think there were two or three stripes on it or I, I can't quite remember but the stripes that were on it against the solid background were your house colors so mine were blue and yellow okay our ties were if you were juniors you would have a blue tie that had fine white or gray um, stripes in it going in a vertical fashion and if you were a senior you had a burgundy tie ah burgundy yes it yes. was a burgundy tie and um, as a result we 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 didn't have clip-on or the tie with the elastic band um, because that would have just been ridiculous for us I think <laughs> I think it was just something that I don't know I, it was just wasn't in fashion or if you couldn't tie your tie it said something about you. Sure, I think there's also a little bit of a men versus women thing I, there too. I think I, I think I'd have to agree with you because uh, the women and I went to a co-ed school and the women did not have to wear Ties. a tie; they wore kilts instead. And then, as like you said, as the years progressed, the uniform got altered where both the men or the the boys and the girls could both wear uh, gray slacks and it was the option for the women if they wanted to wear a kilt or not and likewise the women could wear a tie if they cho- if they chose to but when i when i started um we had to wear our ties and you had to learn how to tie your tie because not your tie because every day you had to have it done so when i was in grade nine or the ninth grade if you're american uh, my dad would sort of show me how to do it. And then by the time, you know, the school year ended, you knew how to do a simple knot. But I think the single most useful thing that I learned in high school, going to a school that had a uniform, was how to tie various knots in my tie. So I like, my preference is always the Windsor knot. So that that's... I'm glad that you went there, Marco. Because it is the most elegant, and it sits the nicest on a shirt. So when do people use the double Windsor? Whenever they want? Uh, I think I think the double... You know, it's interesting, because the person we should be asking this to is Matt Campagna, who will get on the show, because I had a big discussion with him once with regards to... Um, men's formal wear men's formal wear and he actually taught me how to tie a a tie so not a sorry not a tie a a bow tie tie, thank you he taught me and this was just recently at his wedding not a few years back i have never worn a bow tie and so for his wedding he had got me a bow tie and he he showed me how to do a bow tie and uh now, do you feel that wearing a bow tie in this day and age, mm-hmm. what is the statement that one makes? You know, that's that's a great question. I think every man sort of is able to 
to decipher what he feels more comfortable in, whether it be a, a, a cravat or a bow tie. I, generally, generally speaking, lean towards the cravat, mm. and I like doing my knot in a very, very particular fashion, the Windsor, and to uh, have the crease in it in a certain way, at a certain length. I really, something I pride myself in, and I do have a really nice tie collection. Um, there was a time where I was really sort of seeking out unusual ties, and I like a silk tie. That said, I never thought I was a bow tie person until Matt showed me how to do the bow tie, how to tie it. And uh, I, I don't know, I started to get compliments on it. And I thought, oh, I think I can, I never thought I could carry off a bow tie. But it turns out I can, or at least I think I can, and I enjoy it. I, I think you can too, Marco. I, I think I see you in a bow tie and a mm. cap type of situation quite uh, easily. Like I can picture that image of you. I've always found the bow tie to be a little bit more formal, uh. and it's it's so formal that you can't. I've always found you can't wear it in business, or I can't pull it off sure. in business attire. And uh, I think that's true. I think if you're going to wear it in an everyday business situation, there's a certain personality that you need to have that right. kind of goes with that vibe. And I think, I think some people can really carry it off. And absolutely. in fact, they can wear bow ties in a business setting and it looks elegant on them. It looks professional. They, they can carry it off. But um, for me, I've always found the cravat or the long tie, I don't know what else you would call it, to be my preference. Have you ever... Um had a customized tie or any sort of customized tailoring with your clothes? I've had a tie made for me, yes. Oh, really? I actually purchased a tie for my friend who was having a significant birthday. And you know when you have, people have significant birthdays and you're kind of like... What do you get them? They have everything that they could want. Sure. And so, I know for myself... If you can get me something that's indulgent, something that I wouldn't necessarily get myself, but that is has some sort of, you know, um, I don't want to say price tag to it, but some sort of prestige or something to it. That, And so I remember I knew someone who had a business where they would come to your house and measure you and show you swatches that you could then pick for a tie. And because my friend Trevor was having a significant birthday, I was like, I'm going to buy him a custom-made tie. And then I thought, the only thing better than buying your good friend or your good mate a tie is to make a day of it and get one for yourself and get one for, for, for him so that you could both sort of like, you know, sit there with swatches and sort of go over it and say, I don't know. And I don't know, we made a, we, we made a kind of a day of it or like an afternoon of it. And it was a lot of fun, uh, you know, she came over with this big book of swatches and and then she measured us and asked us how wide we wanted our ties and and you know oh, we, wow. we kind of were talking to her about the various she was asking what kind of shirts what color shirts what swatches and so it was this this kind process. of weird process pampering sort of like you know 
thing. And he, and he, to this day, says to me, it's his favorite tie. And it's, he, I actually, in some ways, prefer the tie that he chose than the one I chose. Oh, really? Uh, the tie I have is, is gorgeous, too. It's a houndstooth. Oh, um, wow. Tie. And his has a slight shimmer to it. And we will often wear these ties together at various functions or business events. And it's always, it's always kind of fun. And, and you know, Nidhi, we were talking about shirts earlier. I had a custom-made shirt in Thailand, and it is one of my favorite things to wear because there's nothing like having a tailored shirt or tailored suit. And when I was in Thailand, they have so many services where you can get them tailored for what you would what what you would spend in one suit over there. You could probably buy two or three at the same price, sure. and they're they're custom-made. So. I bought a suit and got three shirts made, and it still didn't cost me what I would pay for a lesser suit here in North America, if you can believe it. Wow. I, you know, I can believe it because I hear that quite frequently mm-hmm. from people I know who've traveled to Thailand or China or Vietnam, Vietnam even, yeah. um, that one of the things that people do get done is, is a uh, tailored clothing of some sort do you have any tailored clothing i do not unfortunately but it is something that i would like to get done because i uh tend to wear quite a few dress shirts and Mm. and, um just work attire so i feel like i would really benefit from a tailored suit you know what you could do nathy i um have done this and uh, my wife has done this too when you purchase a suit off the rack or a nice shirt go to a seamstress or a tailor and have them fit that shirt to your body yes. and it takes very little or of course I'm not doing it. it's easy for me to say but they take a few measurements and they'll take in let's say the shirt that you've purchased to your measurements and then when you put that particular garment on it feels so much nicer in particular if you're spending good money on a shirt or suit you nice want it to look really nice on you. And oftentimes when you go in, the tailor will say, oh, I know exactly what I need to do because that's their craft, right? And when you can find a good tailor um, who's able to do these things, it's a totally different, uh, totally different, um, you know, ball game when you have such a shirt. I find, Marco with shirts and um, clothing in general. So it's interesting because we've been talking about clothing, but we've also been talking about accessories. Sure. And I recently had to buy a pair of glasses because I now need glasses. Oh, I didn't know this. And I'm going to put them right on right now. Okay. Because they're right here, actually. And... um, it's made me realize how oh, they much... they look great on you. Thank you. Yeah. Glasses are a part of your wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And the shape and the color and everything about them, the shape of the frame particularly, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's the most important component. But it's really made a difference in... Um, in, in my wardrobe choices because How so? I, well I feel like having one pair of glasses frames is um, a bit limiting because they're oh. dark and they're one particular way but mm-hmm. you know they're very um, 
work-oriented. And it's like I can see how someone would want a different pair of frames if they were going out at night or um, if they were wearing a certain color they would want maybe a different type, uh, a different color on their frames. But it's really funny because I've never thought about it wow. from the perspective. Of, so does this mean you need to get more pairs or did you purchase more than one pair? I did not purchase more than one pair because I am a newbie okay. in the world of glasses. lenses and glasses. Yeah. And so um, I'm only now really discovering um, what they're all about. Right. But I, I treat them similarly to the way I would treat a pair of earrings or... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. You know, there's uh, some companies out there that you can go on their website and put put your photo up and try the glasses on the website. of course. And uh, they can be very inexpensive when you do that versus going into the optometrist and having them, you know walk you through all the glasses that they have there which have very high markups you know it's funny because i bought this pair of glasses Mm -hmm. at a company called um clearly clearly contacts so they're an online retailer Mm -hmm. and they have some stores too now they do Mm -hmm. so if you go here in toronto they do have a store where you can actually try on the frames but order online oh so you get a pretty good deal. Yeah, I've heard that actually. I've had friends who have ordered from their online service and they've been very satisfied with it. So there you go. So if you're looking for glasses, but I understand, Nitty, that in order to do that, you need to measure the distance between your pupils. Is that true? Yeah, to see, make sure that the frame is sitting right on your, I guess, on your nose, really. Okay. Um,. But, uh, and I think it also depends, I mean, different lenses, I think you need to take different measurements as well, but I personally don't enjoy going to the optometrist. Oh, you know, have you ever had that thing where they put a puff of air towards your, it's worse, yeah. You know, Nadine, talking about glasses makes me remember, I just recently, I had a pair of sunglasses that I really liked. They were Armani glasses that I bought at an airport once. They were significantly on sale, but they were still pretty pricey. And I just recently left them in a pork, import, a pork store, not a pork store, a like restaurant that does pulled pork and bacon oh, no. and whatnot in uh, in Edmonton. I'm oh, sure I left no. them there. And you know when you're on the plane and you're like, "What did I do with my son?" And you're like, "Oh no, when did I have them last?" in the pork store and I didn't even eat there I sat there and they were everything was all pork all the time and I wanted breakfast and they didn't have any breakfast items so I guess I sacrificed my glasses. sunglasses sunglasses to the pork gods because I don't have them anymore oh. are you particular with your your sunglasses or do you just buy yes, the inexpensive this, okay. no 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 I've had the same pair of sunglasses for probably about 10 years now oh okay um, That's great. Yeah. They are a pair of Ralph Lauren glasses, mm-hmm. and they're like the big kind of... They're not aviated. Like, they're not... They're they're just really big. They cover half my face, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I remember... And, and I don't know if you remember this, Nitty, but I remember being a, a young boy 
Sophia Loren came yes. out with her glasses. I sure. want to say it was in like the early 80s or something. And these glasses were like huge, huge, right? It was the style. And those were her like sort of signature brand. So whenever I see those, you know, those big sunglasses that take up half your face and they, they, they're just huge. It reminds me of Sophia Loren's, uh, sure. you know, company or glassware that, or her eyeglass uh, store her Okiali when, when she was doing that. Well, who wouldn't want to be Sophia Loren? I remember mm-hmm. growing up, I think in high school, and the John Lennon glasses oh, became yes. uh, back in fashion. I had a pair that you could flip up so that they were sunglasses, or you flip them up and you could see through oh, them. Oh, wow. Yeah, Marco. I was quite, you know, I had it going on then. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because... Um, Recently, mm-hmm. I was actually talking to someone uh, who is quite a bit younger than us, more okay. of like the millennial generation, sure. but like, I think very early 20s. Okay. And she was talking to me about how on social media, you now do hashtag squad goals. And that's a thing. Have you ever heard of that? I don't even know what that means. That's what I thought too, but apparently it's like if you want to achieve something with your group, it's like hashtag squad goals. Oh, I see. Like the goals of our squad, the objectives of our team. And it just made me laugh because I don't think she knows what John Lennon glasses are. Probably. Or who Sophia Loren is. Probably not. And and I think her squad really should look into that. I think (laughs) think it would be. Be pretty, pretty prudent for them. Yes, um, is there anything else in your wardrobe, Nihi, that is something that you take great care? Because you said that you had these sunglasses that you've had for years and years. What else in your wardrobe that you shoes. have? Shoes. Really? Yeah, high heel shoes. Um, less, less so of my boots. I'm okay. not as particular about those, but my high heel shoes I'll keep forever and ever. They, uh, I have different sizes, different heel sizes, different colors, different patterns, and each pair of shoes, um, I have like a memory with. You know? Oh, that's great. Yeah, it is great. I really enjoy my high heel shoes. Well, I hope this episode left a good memory for our listeners, and uh, we want to thank you for listening. As always. The Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions, and we are recording from Toronto. So until the next time, we hope you listen and sleep.